and welcome to a new episode of Magic to My Ears. I'm Abby Filsinger, and this is the podcast for everything and anything Disney. Today I'll be talking about the nighttime spectacular, Fantasmic. Join me, won't you? Hey everybody! So, as I mentioned before, today I will be talking about the fantastic show of Fantasmic, which takes place on the Rivers of America at Disneyland, but also has a home at the other Disney parks as well. Today I'll only be talking about the Disneyland one and the Disney World, because I've only seen those two. Thought it was appropriate to talk about the ones I've actually witnessed. (laughs) Um, And we'll just get a little bit into how it was made, uh, when it came out, the differences between when it first came out and now, the differences between the two shows themselves. So we'll get into all of that. Uh, But to start out, uh, it actually premiered at Disneyland, on May 13th of 1992 and then we got a newer version of the show which introduced the new fire-breathing dragon the one that we know today that premiered on June 12th 2009 and then yet again they changed the show on July 17th of 2017 so there's been a lot of upgrades a lot of new songs they put in a lot of new uh, pyrotechnics and really cool effects I don't know how many of you have actually seen it from when it first opened or, you know, not necessarily the day of, but, you know, the the versions from 1992 all the way to now. But I actually have gotten the chance to see the transition. And there really is a big difference, not only with the effects, but with the songs they put in, the different characters they put in, uh, the sound, everything. I mean, it really is amazing how it has gone from what it was in 1992 to now. I mean, even for 1992, of course, it was still a really spectacular show. The the things that they would do were just not stuff that was done. For instance, the water screens, which are amazing. I'm I'm still not really sure. I'm sure it's probably um, simple to them (laughs) to explain, but it's still, it has wowed me from when I was a kid till now. It's just the when you first see it when you've if you've never seen Phantasmic before it's such a thrilling experience because you don't know what you're in for you know because when you think of Disneyland shows I mean they're really great and they're all super cute and beautifully done but you don't think of this like Broadway scale you know show necessarily because you know it's for kids so it's a little bit more it's catering to them obviously but when you get into Fantasmic, it, it's really not that. It's this huge show that, I mean, I would pay, I mean, you do pay for it technically, but it's it's something that I would pay for just by itself because it, it's so amazing. And um, speaking of actually the water effects, um, there are, I've actually looked up how many different water um, like fountains there are. There are 21 fountains and six whale tails, um, which that's when Monstro comes on the screen and you see the close-up of his mouth and he slaps the water. That's what gets the audience wet, <laughs> is a whale tail. Um, so that's really something in itself, is how many different water effects they have going for them. It's not just one little cannon doing all of it. There's actually that many. There's 21 singular fountains that do all of these effects. Um, and... Those are they're not just for show though. They they do have a little bit of a reason for being there. They do hide set changes. So for instance, in the beginning, when of course Mickey comes up, we all applaud, it's amazing. And you see him, you know, shooting off the fireworks from his hand and it's really pretty and amazing. When he when he when they want him to be somewhere else, when they want to transfer to another 
song, they use the fountains with the um, with the films on them to hide the fact that they are moving sets around, that their people are coming on the stage. Uh, for instance, with the second scene in Phantasmic is the when you see Ka come out and you see the flower that's um, being bloomed, uh, that's blooming by the people, and you see all the monkeys, and it's it's my mom's favorite scene. It's my t- I, it's so much fun, and that is one of the big scenes that that it's used to cover up because there's a lot for them to set up i mean the snake in itself the snake is such a big i mean i don't even know how to describe if you've never seen the show it's it's such a cool effect you do not see it coming at all and it's actually ka from the jungle book coming out and and the snake ka himself is a hundred feet long and I don't know really how that works because it's such you would think it's it's you know it's Tom Sawyer's Island so it's not it's not the sage the sage there is not huge but they somehow get it to work where he just looks like he's just you know slithering his way down and the moment his eyes light up at a point and it's perfectly timed with the music it's such an amazing experience to have because again if you've never seen it, it you're blown away I've seen it more times than I can count and I'm still blown away from it my (laughs) funny story actually my brother who is 24 years old amazing guy he (laughs) whenever we see Fantasmic together I mean I do it too but it's amazing to see my brother who you know he's he's a fun loving guy but he's not usually one to you know stand stand out there and you know give a big applause necessarily like screaming like whooping like I do (laughs) And when, when Mickey comes out for the first time, that is when Jack just explodes. And it's so cute and it's amazing. And it just shows that the show can really bring out the kid and everybody. I mean, and I know the park does that too, but the show has a way of being so amazing because of all the effects and the characters. And I don't care how old you are, you see your favorite character on that stage, you go crazy. So uh, moving on. Uh, from Ka, um, as I was saying, we have the the dancing monkeys with uh, King Louis, and that's actually one of the new differences in um, the show that they have now that started in 2017 from even the one in 2009. Is they still have King Louis, they still have the monkeys, but the monkeys used to be this more. Um, they almost looked like they had like the the troll doll hair, you know, the fluorescent like glow in the dark uh, hair and. It's still really fun, but I do miss those monkeys. Now the new monkeys are more, um, they're a little more kid-friendly. Actually, they're really cute. Um, they are, they're still fluorescent. They still glow in the dark, but they're, they have like a round head. They don't, they look like monkeys, but they look like, like a kid drew them. It's not like an actually anatomically correct monkey. So like the old ones were minus the fluorescent fur, but, and now they, they don't just play, um, this, the other, the old music wasn't actually a, mu- mu- a music from a movie. It was just this really cool drum beat that they would do. Now it's actually, it's like a medley of, I want to be like you. Um, I can't wait to be king, bare necessities, all these great songs. And that's when they kind of, they bring in, um, songs from the Lion King as well. When you're transitioning there, it used to just be these flowers on the, um, on the big screen. Now it's, um, uh, Mickey, walking into the sunset of Lion King, which, of course, they play the big, nah, seven, yeah, you know, I'm sure I butchered that, and that's when the monkeys come out. What I miss from the monkeys is that 
when Ka, they still have Ka, thank God, but when Ka used to be coming down the stage and his eyes lit up, you hadn't seen the monkeys yet. You didn't know that something was coming. And then you just see all of a sudden these torches light up. And it was so just, I, I just jumped in my seat. It's very, you, you get taken aback. You're thinking, what is coming? And you still kind of get that again. If you haven't seen the show, it's still a great experience, obviously. But if you have seen the older shows, it's a little bit of a, oh, okay. It wasn't much of a buildup, but it's still great. Um, but again, it's still the monkey. Uh, the monkeys are still really cute. They're great. I do miss the old dance moves, though. If you've seen the old show, you'll know what I'm talking about. Mom and I imitate it all the time. It's so much fun. <laughs> and that the song that they used, if it wasn't copyrighted, I'd play it on here. <laughs> but... It's this really amazing bee. You should you really look look up the old Fantasmic and just go to the monkey scene. It's really fun. I actually, I work out to it sometimes. It's a great beat to be on the elliptical with. Um, anyway, so actually the water screens as well, I have one more fact about that. They are 30 feet tall and 60 feet wide. So just try and think about that for five seconds. It's, it's a really big production to put this thing on. I mean, not only do we have the water effects and Ka and, you know, of course, the pyro the crazy pyrotechnics going on, there is an amazing scene that used to still make me jump every time where it's, it's after Mickey gets um, sucked into the whirlpool in the video and he goes, hey, what's going on? And then he goes, uh-oh, and you see a cartoon of a pirate ship you you assume it's a you assume it's a pirate ship and you hear a cannon go off and then all of a sudden the peter pan captain hook's ship the jolly roger comes out from the side and it it was such an amazing cuz you again if you've never seen the show you are not expecting a pirate ship to come out from the side you're just you're not expecting this now you've seen a float so you're like okay there's moving things but you're not, ex I don't care who you are, you're not expecting a pirate ship to come out from behind a mountain. You're just not. And it's it's so fun because they have, you know, Captain Hook and Peter Pan swinging around on the rafters. You hear Wendy, you hear all the pirates fighting, and it's it's really great. And they've actually changed that now uh, to Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, again, I'm sorry if I'm giving stuff away, so if, if you don't want it to be ruined for you, I'd suggest not listening to this episode. Um... But if you are curious and if you've and if you've seen it, you just want to have a discussion. Please stay with me here. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, so the the new ship is um, it's the it's Jack it's from Pirates of the Caribbean. That's the one, and it's um, the Black Pearl. So that that's really cool because it's very everything is very um it's I don't know if it's fluorescent or just. I guess it's more fluorescent to me always means glow in the dark, but with vibrant colors. This is more, I guess, of just glow in the dark. Um, it's very ghostly. You know, they have fog that comes from behind the ship, which is really cool. And they play the great score from Pirates of the Caribbean. And Elizabeth is getting thrown in the air. Jack Skellington's on the rafters. It's it's really fun. I, I do miss Peter Pan, but this was one of the only this was one of the changes that I was really I was okay with. It was it's it's still really good. The music really holds up, and it's still it has that thrill in it still um i do miss the canon but <laughs> it's okay i guess i don't need to jump 50 times now um so that's one of the uh 
the main changes there. A lot of the changes they made were just literally, they still have a lot of the same moving parts, but they just changed what characters were on it, or they changed the costumes a little bit. There's not, like, they didn't really take anything away. Like, even though with the monkeys I missed that score, it's still the monkeys. They're just dressed a little differently, and it's a different soundtrack. But there's not anything, like, they didn't go, like, oh, we're not going to have Ka anymore. Like, they didn't do anything like that, which I'm thankful for. Um, so, getting back to it, it... I just, I can't even begin to talk about the other beautiful things about Fantasmic because it's so, I don't know if this is the right word, it's very fluid in the way that the story moves along. Um, I guess I should have started off with that. The What the story is supposed to be is that it's we're in Mickey's imagination. And it's, to me, that's always been a big thing as a kid is I was always afraid of the dark I was afraid of bad dreams and stuff and this is teaching people that it it's okay to have nightmares because you'll get a big you'll get a nice dream out of it as well and that you you can't be afraid forever it's gonna be okay and that's the main staple of it that at least what I got from it and so we're in Mickey's imagination and he's you know all these beautiful things are happening we have Ka we have the monkeys and then we have Pirates of the Caribbean and all these amazing things and of course my favorite is the princesses, which it used to be Snow White, um, Ariel, and um, uh, Belle. Now it's still Belle and Ariel, but they've replaced Snow White, poor Snow White, <laughs> with Rapunzel and Flynn, which is really beautiful. They did a great job with it. Um, the music synced together is amazing. And of course, the little added extra surprise that my mom loved was they had Aladdin and Jasmine on the flying carpet on the stage, which was, they did such, I can't even, they did such a good job with this because even though you're far away from the stage, you can still get the same feeling. You still get the the awe of it all. And the, the amount of, I don't know if props is the right word, but the, the amount of technical things that they've done to the show in from, from 2009 2017 is quite amazing. Um... So I went over the princesses. That was, again, a great moment. The last time I was there, uh, it was me, Jack, and our two friends. And um, our friend Haley also loves Little Mermaid. That's my favorite movie, and it's her favorite movie. So when the princesses came out, <laughs> we saw Ariel, and she literally grabbed, we just grabbed each other's arms and just were holding each other like, this is so great. So it really goes to show you that two people in their 20s can still really enjoy this show. Um... So getting back to the actual technical things that we have going on here, um, there are also six pyrotechnic barges that um, can hold up to three shows worth of pyrotechnics each. So that's all the fireworks, that's all of the flames, the, it's so many, so much fire going on in the show. <laughs> uh, my family and I always make this joke that, that you know, you see all these ducks around um, the rivers of America, around Tom Sawyer's Island, and... <laughs> And you're, you're just looking at them like, do they know what's going to happen later tonight? Are they aware of this? And we always make the joke that they do know. They're like, okay, come on, kids. They're starting that show again. We better leave. Because <laughs> if you think about it, there's so much fire and uh, just water in general. There's so much water. Um, but what is, what is interesting, which I actually mentioned this in my um, episode about haunted Disneyland, the with the the two boys that supposedly drowned but it would be very hard to do that because i actually found out how deep the water is and it's uh it's a bit crazy because there's 
I just wouldn't think that a ship would be able to fit. Um, but it's, it's very, very, very shallow. It is actually six feet deep in the middle, just in the very middle of uh, Rivers of America. And then around the sides and closer up to the, um, you know, where we, where everybody sits, it's about a foot deep. So it, I mean, I can even stand uh, no, that's a lie. <laughs> that's a lie. I'm 4'11". That doesn't make any sense. I can't stay in the middle, but I can stand around the edges. <laughs> so it's, if you really think about that the next time you're walking around Disneyland, because it's, it's really quite amazing that they make it look so much deeper, especially with the ships and the canoes and the show in general. I mean, even the ducks make it look deeper. <laughs> so I thought that was quite interesting that it's really, it's not that big at all and that's actually the same uh, in Disney World as well the main stage which isn't actually Tom Sawyer's Island it is just a stage just for Fantasmic um, it's also six feet uh, deep and um, actually it's a little bit deeper than ours it's about 1.5 feet deep again that's an that's an estimate but um, it's not deep at all not at all so it'd be really hard to hurt yourself. I wouldn't still go swimming in there, but it, you're not going to drown or anything. Um, so moving back to the storyline. So as we go uh, further further on, further, that's not a word, uh, further on, we get to the villain segment of the show. And of course, we see Ursula, we see the evil queen. The The big part is when the evil queen, she shows up on stage in her amazing outfit and she's talking the magic mirror and you know talking about what can I do to to um to change Mickey's imagination so of course magic mirror gives her the whole spiel and she decides she's gonna turn into the old hag from the movie <laughs> lots of fun so it's it's again a really cool effect she has this big cauldron and she waves her hands over it, and a big poof of smoke and she's an old lady again um and then the uh, the giant water screens pop up again, and that's when we see all the other villains. Like I said, Ursula, um, Chernabog, good old Chernabog is in there. Uh, for those of you who don't know who he is, he is from Fantasmic, not Fantasmic, sorry, Fantasia, the first Fantasia. Uh, that song, Night on Bald Mountain, that's his whole thing. Um, still don't really understand the storyline in his little deal, but he's there. <laughs> and uh, we also get... Um, Maleficent. Well, she comes in closer to the end. Um, but you get all the classic villains and they're all, they all sing some, some of their songs a little bit. Ursula kind of goes in a little bit into Poor Unfortunate Souls. And there's a lot of, you know, evil laughter happening <laughs> in those scenes. Um, and this is when we get more to the pyrotechnics. I mean, again, there's still the fireworks in the beginning with Mickey, but this is where we get into more fire territory like fire fire um for those of you who have never seen the original um when maleficent first came out she still did the dragon thing but it was more done by her just being like maleficent was on a platform and she'd just be risen up um very very high i actually have that number here um, she was, rises to about 45 feet in the span of 17 seconds. So that's got to be a little terrifying. Um, but again, it used to just be her doing that and just throwing like, um, balls of fire at Mickey. Um, and he'd be in his cute little, um, 
I, it's not a knight outfit, but it, it kind of looks like Prince Philip's outfit with the cape and the hat, and he has a little sword that he points at her, and it sh you know spews uh, uh, fire. But they did have a dragon. They did have a dragon head, but again, it wasn't as like right now. We have what you're like. This thing is amazing. It, it looks exactly like the one from the movie. The old one was, you know, it was really good for the time, of course. And it was still, still pretty amazing today. But it just looked a little more rickety-er. It didn't have, like, the hands and everything. It was more of just, like, her head. And, of course, it had... Uh, it was, um... Well, the new one, actually, is 45 feet tall, 28 feet wide, and weighs approximately 18,000 pounds. So, that's one big dragon. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Um, so then you have the whole thing where she gets very angry and lights the entire lake on fire because that's something that we do. And that is actually done by the gas. I didn't know how they did it until pretty recently. It's done by, they have um, gas chambers underneath the rivers of America and they just kind of let gas come up, bubble to the surface, but obviously controlled. And that, that's how it's ignited. Um, they run underneath the river, and it, like I said, it bubbles to the surface, and three flamethrowers along the banks of the river ignite the gas. Uh, initially, the dragon was to be the source of, of the ignition for the water, but it caused the dragon's face to burn. <laughs> so the flamethrowers were added. <laughs> Probably a good thing. We don't really want any kids seeing a melted dragon face not as much fun um so that was that was done to prevent the dragon from breaking down so often that didn't stop it though however there were many a night when my family and i were there and the dragon did not work they still went on with the show which was great but it just like they just rose they didn't get the head on it you know maleficent's just kind of up there um it breaks down a lot less now and again, for those of you who haven't seen it, it is quite the dragon. It is quite magnificent. And my mom actually noticed the last time that she looks at him. Like, you can see the dragon tilting its head and looking at Mickey, and her eyes kind of, like, follow him where he goes. That's that's pretty cool. Uh, we used to have this uh, old family joke, which actually, quick little sidetrack, it comes from when Steven Spielberg was making Jaws, the shark would break down a lot, the prop shark. And so they'd constantly hear in the walkie-talkies, shark isn't working, shark isn't working. So we made a joke, dragon isn't working, <laughs> not the shark, instead of the shark. The dragon isn't working, dragon isn't working. Little stupid family joke. Um, so that's mostly um, Disneyland, except for, of course, the... <laughs> part that makes me cry at the end every time when he destroys Maleficent and it's all happy again and Tinkerbell comes on the screen and it's and it, the music starts playing it's this really really again I'd play it for you guys if it wasn't copyrighted but at the end um you know Mickey defeats Maleficent and then the screens come up and you just see a dark screen with um Tinkerbell Everything lights up. All of a sudden, you see these two um, spinners. I don't know. If, I don't know how to describe them. You've probably seen them. They're the fireworks, but they're like stationary. But they spin around and make these little sparks. And those start going little pinwheel pinwheels. That's what they are. And then the Mark Twain riverboat comes around the side, um, made to look like steamboat willies, steamboat. And 
who should appear from the top of the mountain to the boat but Mickey Mouse himself dressed up in black and white as Steamboat Willie and there's a total of 26 characters um each show that are on the boat so they they vary from Toy Story characters to the princesses to Mary Poppins Alice in Wonderland I mean I've seen the penguins from Alice in Wonderland there and Alice in Wonderland (laughs) from Mary Poppins um and I've seen the mice from Cinderella um Ariel is really cute they have her sitting on the front of the boats and she has a tail um all of the princesses from the um from the the part of the show where they come out they're all on there but in addition they have Tiana they have Mulan but again it varies which is always fun because you're kind of looking for oh who's on the boat tonight who you know especially if you've gone as many times as I have you're you know you notice like oh I've never seen her on the boat I've never seen him on the boat last time Prince Philip was there that was kind of (laughs) cool um so that's a really great uh part of the show just gets again I'm getting teary I just talking about it it's a great moment and one of my favorite lines actually comes from the second that the steamboat goes away and Mickey once again poofs up to the mountaintop in his wizard uniform uniform outfit <laughs> that we all love. Um, one of the lines is, um, you use your mind to brighten the light. And I love that line so much because, like I said, as a kid, I'm still, lo- I'm still not a fan of the dark, but as a kid, I was I always slept with my with my room completely lit up like not even a nightlight could save me it like had to be every single light in my room and whenever I saw Fantasmic I feel a little bit better so I that line getting a little sappy here but (laughs) that line really really helped me as a kid Um, and that's what I think really Fantasmic is is all about and it it really it hasn't ceased to amaze me after all these years and I will say, I wasn't as impressed with the Disney World uh, version. And that's what we're going to go into after this commercial break. Or more from our sponsors, I guess is a better <laughs> term. All right, welcome back. So now I'm going to be going into a little bit more detail about the Phantasmic in Hollywood Studios in Orlando for Disney World. So it's a little different because, as I said, it's not around, like, Tom Sawyer's Island or any, like, just attraction in the park. It has its own stage. And when my family and I went, I think I was, I don't know, 16, um, you had to get in a certain time. Otherwise, they locked the doors like a regular show. And I actually ended up having to save all four of our seats. Uh, and I was stretched out. My parents said that it was funny watching me. Like, I had my leg over one aisle and my foot over the other and um my brother came and helped and then they were they were um paying for dinner and they rushed in and they had to I guess uh uh talk some sense into an employee who wasn't gonna let them in and my mom apparently was like hysterical and saying my kids are in there waiting for us we have to go in there um but it's it's a huge it's it's a huge like auditorium I think is what they called it um and this debuted uh October 15th 1998 and there's this big, it's kind of similar to Tom Sawyer's Island, except for it's more of just a mountain. And it's actually 57.5 feet tall. So it's very big. It's not little. It's not, you know, it's not not impressive. Um, not only that, but the moat that surrounds it holds 1.9 million gallons of water. 
I'm going to let them sit, that sink in. 1.9 million gallons of water <laughs> for this show. So let, again, just let that kind of sink in for a second. Um, and again, this is, like I said, this is for water that is six feet deep in the middle and 1.5 feet deep on the sides. So that's a lot of water to be carrying in this little shallow space. Um, the show, this show does also feature the mist screens, uh, 50 feet tall and 100 feet wide, each using 800 gallons of water optimized per minute. So it's, uh, it's very impressive. It's, again, I think they had to make it into an auditorium because there's so many more people coming in and out of Disney World per year because it's such a huge, um, huge theme park. But I will say I, I like it better at Tom Sawyer's Island because it's a little more intimate. This is, we literally sat in bleachers. Like, it was like a spectacle. It was a show. You were not there, like, just walking by going, oh, what's, what's this going on? You can't see it from outside. There's a big wall. And, like, you can see fireworks, like, shooting off from the top. But other than that, if you're not in there, you're not seeing the show. So I kind of like the intimacy and, like, just being able to walk by. Even if you don't, even if you can't get in because they've already seated, you can still watch as you're walking to another ride if you want. Or you can have dinner and watch it. Of course, they have those packages where you can buy food and bring it in there. But I'm talking about just going to, like, you know, the Bread Bowl place in uh, New Orleans Square and just being able to just, oh, Fantasmic is going on. Let's just stand here and watch for a second. But Disney World, that's not possible. You have to be in. You have to be in a certain time. It is very, very strict. Uh, for this show, again, it's, it's actually about... 46 performers, uh, 25 crew members, three stage manager, and six cast members just responsible for costuming. Um, and again, the same amount of costumes as you, 78. It's not, I wouldn't say it's not very different from the Disneyland Fantasmic, but it's, it's not the same. <laughs> That's for sure. That makes no sense. But it is not the same at all. For instance, the pirate ship, it's actually, it kind of did what they did when they refurbished the Disneyland one. They just replaced certain characters. They didn't really get rid of anything. For instance, the ship, instead of being the Jolly Roger or being the Black Pearl, it is uh, the ship from, Pino from Pinocchio, from Pocahontas, Radcliffe ship. So he's actually in it, which was interesting. I will say, when I, I've only seen it once, but when I saw it for the first time, it was very weird because we still expected it to be the same as just Disneyland because... Why change something that's perfectly good? But, you know, they have to vary it per park. And it was interesting to see this villain who is not very popular. You don't, you know, you never see him just wandering around the park, thank God. It's, you know, it's like Hades. You don't see Hades wandering around. You don't see, you don't even see, like, John Smith at Pocahontas walking around. So to see Radcliffe be in the center, <laughs> like, be in this big showstopper, they did, uh, they do uh, Mine, Mine, Mine. You know that song where they're digging in Pocahontas, and they have what was what was cool is they had the, these canoes come out with the Native Americans on them, so that was really cool. And you know Pocahontas is there, and it's really fun. And um, one thing that was <laughs> not as much fun, I, I like our dragon. <laughs> um, instead of Maleficent being the villain at the end. Uh, Mickey faces off against Jafar as the giant snake, which uh, is 120 feet long, 16 feet tall, 
and consists of 18 sections. <laughs> and I mean, it's a again, it's a it's a cool effect, but it just it's <sighs> there's something about it that didn't quite feel right. <laughs> I just there's something about a giant cobra on a stage that I'm just not for <laughs> just not very magical to me a dragon on the other hand like I don't know what it is but snakes giant cobras scare me more than a dragon I do with that what you will but <laughs> there's just something about a cobra that I'm really just not for like she I stand corrected she does come in later but um Again, I've only seen the show once. I've done as much research on it as I can, but I don't remember every single detail as I do with the California version. Um, the fact is that Javar is there as a cobra, and it's, I'm not down for it. <laughs> that That's the moral of the story there. Um, Maleficent is still there, and she is uh, she rises 50 feet into the air, has a 50-foot wingspan, and weighs 32,000 pounds. So even more than ours. Because Walt Disney World just has to be bigger. <laughs> um, I'm not bitter. It's fine. Um, so again, it, it's still amazing. I'm not saying that it's not a good show. Don't, I, I just lost all of my Walt Disney World viewers, viewers, listeners. Um, I'm just a sucker for the classics. Like I said, I don't, I don't love the idea of being in bleachers. And, um, the bleachers can actually, <laughs> they can sit 6,900 people and it can also accommodate 3,000 standing guests. And Fantasmic, believe it or not, is shown twice a day, 365 days a year. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of time to be doing that show. <laughs> um, what is cool about both Fantasmics that I love, it's more true about um, Fantasmic and Disney World. Um, you can get wet if you sit at the very front because of course the whale tail with monstro will get you wet um and it's um i have gotten a little bit wet at disneyland not much a little more a little spray but i do like that they that's one thing i did like about the disney world one is that they kind of incorporate the guests into it um but again bleachers i feel like i'm at a sporting event i don't know i want to feel like i'm just kind of hanging out with my friends you know so that's what I have to say about the Disney World one again I don't remember a lot about it because I've only seen it once and I didn't want to just watch a video and just because it's changed over the years when I saw it that's what that's what the case was with Pocahontas I don't know if they still do that I didn't want to tarnish my memory of it by watching a new video um though I wanted to <laughs> um but again I can't repeat this enough I feel like a broken record but if you haven't seen Fantasmic Please, please, please make it your next stop. I know that it's a pain in the ass to... Oops, sorry, cursed. It's a pain to go and get a fast pass for it now and get seated and all that. But it's so worth it. Oh, my God. Again, I've seen it so many times. I've seen all different variations of it throughout the years. And I still cry. I still laugh. I still am in awe of everything that they do. And it... <laughs> I still, I've looked up all these facts and I still am saying, how do they do it? Even though I just told you how they did it. <laughs> so I'm going to be their biggest fan right now and just say, even just go for that. Fantasmic is the most magical experience you will have. It truly is. There's nothing like 
hundreds of adults screaming and clapping when Mickey Mouse appears on the stage. Nothing better. Nothing compares to that. I'm pretty sure the kids are less interested than we are. <laughs> so if that doesn't do it for you, I don't know what will. <laughs> so in conclusion, Fantasmic is and will forever be a huge part of my life and it's such a, has had such a big impact on my childhood. And I hope you go see it and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Do. <laughs> um, thank you for listening today. A little bit of shorter podcast, I think. Uh, hopefully I kept it under an hour. <laughs> um, and I will see you guys next week. Again, please uh, follow me on Instagram at magic.2.my.ears. <laughs> really not original, but that's all I could think of to keep it in my head as well as, well as yours. Um, you can also follow me on my regular Instagram if you so wish. I'm not going to have much information about the podcast, but um, it's um, bunnygirl1995. You're more than welcome. And please message me either on Instagram or send me a voice message through anywhere you get your podcast. And I would just love to, I really want to hear you guys' voices. I know I keep saying this, but please, please, please reach out to me. I really want to get you guys involved. I want this to be like a family podcast. You know, I, I, any ideas you have, anything you want to ask, anything you want to hear, um, if you just want to talk, <laughs> whatever works please I am around I am here for you um again if you have a major question you want to ask that I didn't answer if you want to correct me on something I am more than open to hearing if I've made a mistake please tell me if I've made a mistake because I do not want to um disgrace a Disney name (laughs) so if you heard something that didn't sound quite right correct me on it or ask me to look it up again um if there's a topic that you really want to have covered and I haven't even talked about covering it please let me know if there's a certain character that you love, if you just want me to talk about, I will talk about even just a character. I, I don't know if you guys understand. I will talk about anything Disney. It could be the smallest subject and I will talk about it. As long as you don't mind having like a 15 minute podcast. <laughs> but honestly, just message me. Talk to me. We'll hang out. <laughs> I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you guys are staying warm since I know all around the country right now it's uh it's pretty chilly. So, um, again, I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving, and I will see you guys next week. Looking for ideas again, so let me know. All right. Have a good rest of your week, guys.